Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love. Write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. What is up, guys? This is the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast. This is Nick, the podcast director here. John couldn't be on the podcast today. However, I am hopping on and I'm going to make sure that's an absolutely great episode. On this episode, we have Tanisha L. James, who is an absolutely incredible person. So, Tanisha, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor to have you on the podcast today. So, before we dive in a little bit more, do you want to tell all of our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Well, I'm Tanisha James, and I am an author um, as well as a public administrator as well. Um, and I'm a former college teacher as well. So um, I'm a mother here um, in the DMV area, and um, I'm just excited to be here today. Absolutely. We are so incredibly excited to have you here as well. And you have an absolutely incredible story. But before we tell your story, do you want to tell all of our listeners a, a little bit more about what you were like when you were growing up? Like, were you more of a lone wolf? Did you always hang out with a bunch of people? Were you super talkative or quiet? What were you like? Well, it was interesting because growing up um, as a little girl, I was actually quiet at home, but very talkative at school. <laughs> so, um, I remember one time the teacher telling my mother about me talking to all the kids at school, and my mother was kind of like, really? Where She doesn't talk as much at home. So, she comes to the school, and she sees me going from student to student, talking to everybody in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so basically I was, you know, kind of quiet a little bit at home. Um, but very talkative, but growing up, I was, um, more of a, of an extrovert, um, you know, coming up, uh, as a kid in teenage years, and I had a lot of friends and things like that, so that's basically how my childhood was, um, I'm more of an introvert today, um, so I kind of changed from being the extreme extrovert over to the introvert. Wow, what led to that change happening? Because I feel like it's usually the opposite in most people. They go from being super quiet and then kind of break out of their shell. So, um, growing up, you know, I was a major extrovert. Um, and, you know, as when I went into the military, I went in the Army. And, you're, you know, you're a major extrovert in there. Um you have a lot of different friends that you, you know, you end up with in the Army, and they pretty much become your family. And then once I got out of the Army, um, my friends kind of, like, dwindled down a little bit because I had to take care of my mom and different things because she was ill. And so I started focusing more on school and career and things like that. So 
that kind of made me become a little bit of an introvert. And then I started realizing that I like to really write. So that kind of put me in a little bubble where I became more of an introvert because my thoughts started taking over and I began to write and to do all these different things. Like for what I do now, I write policy in the government and things like that. So um, it kind of put me in that, that introvert world because of the fact that I started putting my thoughts on paper. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. And I'm the same way. I'm actually also adapting socials copywriter. So I'm ending up uh, doing a lot of writing from like websites to blogs, but I've never written any like books, but I definitely could see myself writing in the future. But (laughs) it's, it's very interesting because I'm also on the podcast too. So I have to be an extrovert at times as well. Exactly, because that way you can be both. Like, so for example, when I'm at work, I'm an extrovert, but when I'm, you know, outside of work, I become an introvert. So it's like, you know, as long as I have a balance, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely (laughs) agree with it. So I know you mentioned you're being an author. So do you want to tell all our listeners a little bit more about what you've written? Sure. So, excuse me. Um, I have two books, um, one, Overcoming Adversity, The Quiet Storm, and Being Resilient in Times of Sorrow, and they're both on Amazon as well as my website, and um, I started Overcoming Adversity, The Quiet Storm when I was going through my own storm, and I wanted to, you know, kind of put it out on paper of the things that I was going through. And so that it could help other people so that to let everyone know that it's okay to go through things, you know, as long as you work to overcome them because you don't stay in that storm forever. You know, good things come. So that was the main reason for writing Overcoming Adversity to Quiet Storm. And being resilient at times of sorrow taught, really spoke more about, you know, how to be resilient, how, you know, to stay positive, you know, in those times. Um, And just giving, you know, more self-help information to people that, you know, are saying, okay, I feel down, you know, I might be depressed, Um, I'm just going through some things, and I don't know how to, you know, be happy through those things. I don't know how to just you know, be resilient. And so I talk about those in that book as well. So um, I just wanted to help others in the world to let them know that it's okay to go through things um, and just how to overcome them and, and to know that, you know, one day you'll be okay. I love that. That is amazing. So do you mind diving a little bit into what each book is about. I just want to make sure that your story is something that will truly inspire people all across the nation who are listening to us. I'm sure. So, um, being resilient, I mean, so Overcoming Adversity is a Quiet Storm really talks about, it gives insight about a girl named Tanya and her two sisters. And, um, and then it talks about other women as well. Um, some women, uh, for example, we had one woman who, um, did not have what you call a, I call it 
that chapter of Fatherless Child. And the reason I called it that is because this woman, um, you know, would go from different men and she did not really know how to adapt because she didn't have that father that father role in her life where he would teach her how a woman should be treated. And so because of that, she went from man to man. Um, and, you know, just trying to talk about, you know, ways of overcoming that, ways of, you know, how you can learn from the mistakes that you've made um, and things like that. So that made, you know, so that was a part of that book. Um, uh, Being Resilient in Times of Sorrow, uh, it discusses some parts about one woman actually, um, you know, messed up her finances, paying for different things she shouldn't have paid for. Um, and she ended up having to go bankrupt. Oh, my God. And the thing of yeah, and so the thing about it is, you know, she was holding all these things inside, you know, was afraid to talk to anyone. Well, she did have this one friend that she did speak with, and she gave her some insight on how to get herself together, you know, gave her a little bit of, you know, information on how she could get over being, you know, going through bankruptcy and things of that nature, and um, she also, you know, learned from her mistakes and also learn how to not, you know, become financially in debt again and, you know, things that, you know, and just trying to be resilient going through that because a lot that's scary for a lot of folks. And, you know, for anyone, it's scary to go through bankruptcy. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just different stories and just different ways of just, you know, how to get through things and, how to be positive when there's negative things going on in your life and, you know, and things of that nature. So both of those books are really about and they're self-help and, um, you know, you really, if you, you know, if you're really looking at the short stories, they're really good books for that because a lot of people I know, they'll say, well, we can't read a long book anymore because I don't have time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that gives them the opportunity to obtain information, get the help that they need as well as, you know, just realizing that they are not the only ones going through what they're going through. And there's ways to overcome it. And we all can be positive in some, in some light, no matter what we're going through. I love that. And it's so true. And I feel like a lot of people, once they're challenged, they'll either back down or, they'll go and tackle it. And that's that's just how it is. And I feel like your book is phenomenal for those people who back down and need that extra push to kind of go up against whatever their demons may be. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. That is that is truly awesome. And I'm so incredibly inspired by your books and your story. I definitely am going to give them a, a quick read through because – I can clearly tell that you put your heart and soul into what you've written. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have. And, and hopefully it encourages other people and it, you know, it it provides them some type of inspiration and motivation, you know, to just get through whatever they're going through. Absolutely. That is that is so great that you're there for all those people in need with your uh, your writing and motivation and positivity. 
Absolutely. So have have you have you always been interested in writing and motivating those around you? I know that you mentioned that you're more of an introvert now. However, do you still have a voice when it comes to motivating people? I do. Um, and I do it on the sole basis of those um, that I feel that I can inspire or motivate. Um, you know, people for some reason um, do still come to me for advice. Um, back in around 2005, I was actually a vocational rehabilitation consultant where I work with people with disabilities and helping them obtain jobs and um, going to school and different things like that. And so, you know, just always having that counselor role or peace in me has never went away. And so I'm able to take that as well as experience and, you know, different things like that and be able to help others with what they're going through. So it never stops. Um, to be honest with you, although, you know, I have become an introvert, um, so people still confide in me in a lot of different things and I'm able to help them, um, whatever I can, because I mean, you know, we are supposed to help each other. And I think if a lot of, you know, a lot more of us do that, then I think a lot of more, a lot more of us can be successful. I absolutely feel that way as well. If you can pick up someone around you then you're being successful and success is contagious. So when you're doing incredible things, bring those around you with you. Exactly. And that's my goal. <laughs> to I bring as that. many people on with me, you know, that once, you know, and sometimes we don't know where to start. You know, sometimes we do need to listen in ear, give us that push or just somebody to talk to. So, you know, if I can help with that, I'm okay with that because, I feel like we're just all, our purpose really is here to help not only ourselves, but each other as well. Absolutely. The greatest gift is the one you give. Exactly. That was, um, that was the title of one of our most recent podcasts. It was, it was, it was definitely a phenomenal story. And I I feel that we have an incredible one coming right now as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what inspired you to document your story? Because I know a lot of people out there are writers or poets or just feel like getting their creative outlet, but no one documents it and really follows through with getting it published. So what really was the driving force that made you get started? Um, At the time, I needed an outlet myself. So sometimes, you know, when you're the person consuming everything else, you don't have an outlet. So writing became an outlet for me. Um, And it allowed me to talk about things that I could, you know, that I felt sometimes I couldn't speak with others about, even though I should have been able to. Um, But it gave me an outlet to talk about things that I needed to talk about. It also helped guide me through the process because it was a particular time that I was really going through some things at work and I didn't know exactly which direction I should go. And I was trying to make the right decision and I had some obstacles um, occurring. And so I wanted to, you know, just put it all out, you know, and everything. So I started 
my journals and then I started putting them together and I said, you know what, let me write a book so that I can help somebody else. I love <laughs> and that. so that was my, you know, that was a really big outlet for me and it has really become one. That's amazing. I feel like it almost comes back to that whole, like, the best way to learn is to teach. So as you were kind of learning and teaching yourself, you ended up inspiring those around you. And that's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) So who is your role model, both as a writer and in life? Um, so my role model was my mother, who um, she passed away in uh, 2001. My condolences. Um, she, was a, she was a very strong, positive woman. No matter what she went through, she, you know, overcame it. And she was one that um, she was. She knew how to fix the car. Um, she taught us those different things. So. I'm a woman that knows how to change my own oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, she taught us, you know, made sure, we, you know, we went to school and became educated and everything. So she was well-rounded and she was my my number one role model. And I always tell people that your role model, your first role model should be your parents before anyone else because that is where you're going to, you know, get your, you know, become grounded. That is where you're going to get your guidance from and everything else. And that's where you learn from. The first person you learn from are your parents. So that was my role model, my mother. That's Um, beautiful. And as far as with books, um, is, um, T.D. Jakes, um, I've read, you know, several of his books, including Thor, um, and I also, um, you know, I also look at his sermons, and I listen to his podcast, and he has been very helpful to me during different times of need. Um, He's provided so much inspiration, and as well as guidance through the Bible, um, and making it so that I understand what is being written in the Bible. Um, and so that has been another role model for me. That is amazing. And I love how your mom taught you those important life skills that stuck with you even till this day. Because I feel like a lot of people of her generation would always be like, let's do this, let's get things done, and more, like, self-sufficient than people are now. So knowing that you can do all that is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. But you know, I mean, because, I mean, now I can really, like, uh, for example, uh, I would show my daughter um, how to put up um, a television on the wall. So we mounted a television ourselves together. <laughs> so now she knows how to do that so you know she'll always have those skills as well so I try to pass down what my mom passed it to me down to my daughter I absolutely love that and I can attest to my parents too my dad would always bring me to do things with him whether he was helping me working on my car or if he mm-hmm. was gonna be making like a home improvement around the house no matter what it was he always brought me with him so I can definitely relate to you in that respect knowing that you have a 
a parent that always wants you to learn the the more important things in life. It goes a really long way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so true and I think that parents are extremely important and I love how you said that they're the first people that you really learn from because it's true as soon as you're growing up, you take on the characteristics of your parents, both of them combined. So who you are now is definitely a combination of where you've been. Exactly. And that is so true because, you know, um, my mom always used to have me to read her to the, her, when she would take her showers or just sitting down, I would read the Bible to her and different things like that. So, you know, that's why I always say, you know, my mom was the one who really showed me about life and, you know, just help me, you know, um, to become the woman that I am today. Yeah, I love that. That's absolutely amazing stuff. And I'm sure that if she saw you and read your books, she would be incredibly inspired as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So are there any experiences that you've been through, whether it was a couple of years ago or more recently, that you'd like to share with people? Because... I know that you are always being creative and I'm sure you've experienced a lot because, I mean, you've written two incredible books about it. Um, I have. Um, and I've actually had a really good experience um, as to working with different people Um in the Army versus civilian life is two totally different ways of um, living, as you, you know. And um, the experience that I had, uh, it actually has guided me to my writing today. Um, so when I was in the Army, I actually went in as an enlisted soldier. And I never understood why, you know, I would question different things that I was doing, um, even when my sergeants or NCOs, or, or, or we could say it in civilian work, supervisors, would ask me to do different things. Um, I would question them, and it's not that I was questioning them because I was lacking, you know, I didn't feel they could supervise me or provide great leadership. But what I learned later on is that I was questioning because my mind needed the connectivity to the reasons why I was doing it, so meaning the bigger picture. And a lot of times we'll go into a field because we feel that we want to do this particular job, um, not understanding, is that field the right field for us? And so... I went in a field that was basically doing processing work. And I never could get into, I mean, I had a hard time doing it. Um, and I never could get into, you know, the whole reasons why I was doing it because nobody could explain that to me. And so when I went back to school as I got out of the Army, um, I went back and I received my, my bachelor's degree in interpersonal organizational communications with a minor in American Sign Language. And then I went on to receive two more two master's degrees, one in public administration and one in post-secondary education. And so during my time, um, 
in the public administration um, area, I started realizing that it was connecting the dots for me. It was showing me exactly why things were the way they were. Um, for example, um, I would, for example, I had a class where I was tasked to do a project on when Hurricane Katrina, um, you know, really had a really big hurricane and a lot of different things happened. Well, my, my role was to come up with a budget um, with receiving federal funds, um, looking at the way they're supposed to be dispersed, um, aligning them to different missions or uh, mission objectives and goals. And so I was able to actually see a big picture. And from that day forth, I realized, oh, now I understand why in the Army I had such a hard time. And it was because I needed to see why I was doing what I was doing. I needed to align it to some type of policy or some type of uh, regulation or law. And so now with my work in the government, I write policy and I do strategic planning. And so I can see where it aligns. I can see why things are the way they are in government. I can, you know, align it to a regulation or a law. So that gave me enough experience to understand my role and the route that I should take in life as far as um, my career. That's amazing. I love how detailed everything you just said was and how you've really put the pieces together of why things happen and how things operate. And that's incredible because I feel like most people go with the flow and just take things as they are, but you analyze situations, which is so unique. Thank you. Because, you know, we all, you know, a lot of, and I would tell my students a lot of times, you know, because we would go to school, oh, I want to be something just because of the money or, you know, I want to be something because something else, someone else does it. But, you have to realize, is it for you? Is this, does it feel right to you? Do you feel like you're accomplishing something? Because if not, it can be a dead end. And, you know, you want to always feel in your career that this is something that is helpful to everyone else. And so, but the fact that I write policy, even at work, um, versus, you know, writing my books out to the world it still helps someone. So my policy that works helps employees of the agency. And then my books out here that I write helps everyone else in the world. Yeah. So it always aligns to something, and I always can see a bigger picture for what I'm doing. Absolutely. And that's the thing about a book that I think is so incredible, too. Like, in a book, there's hundreds of pages, but it's all about the big picture at the end. And exactly. life is a lot like a book. And I, I love how you're living your life as if it's one. And that's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? You've accomplished so very much from being in the Army to being a professor to everything you've done. So I'm super excited to hear where you, uh, where you anticipate being. So currently, um, I'm working on that goal now. Um, I anticipate becoming an entrepreneur um, only. Um, 
And, you know, I do the entrepreneurship as well, as well as working for the government. And I plan on becoming a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I'm currently working um, on a lip gloss line um, that will launch in the next couple months. So I'm working on that, and I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm also working on... Um, becoming more of a, a publishing company with my uh, Tanisha L. Jane uh, company as well so that I can help others um, publish their books, um, teach them on how to write them, teach them on how to market them, um, self-help, different things for, you know, someone writing their book. Um, so I plan on doing more things like that. Um, in in the next upcoming year. So I, I plan on being more of just an entrepreneur. Um, so I know that my introvert is going to have to go out the window yeah. because I'm going to have to, you know, market more and, you know, talk more with different people. But Absolutely. I do plan on, um, you know, launching my lip gloss line and as well as um, writing my books as, and um, helping others publish their books. That's amazing. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to accomplish that. I, I know it and I feel it in your voice. I feel the confidence and that's amazing. And just so you know, if you need any help uh, adapting social, we're a high caliber design and marketing company. And we are here for you every single step of the way because it's people like you that makes the world incredible and knowing that we can have a hand in your process would be unbelievable. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I will definitely be working with you guys because, you know, um, this is something that um, I really, really love doing and I know it can help someone else. Absolutely. And knowing that you're benefiting those around you is the greatest thing you could possibly do. Thank you. Absolutely. So time's winding down, but John and I always like to ask this question because it's so important. And especially like a writer as you are, I'm sure that you're going to have an incredible answer to it. So what is your life quote? Well, I really, to be honest with you, um, my life quote is basically to train and it's by uh, Mr. Maxwell, uh, train someone that they can leave, but treat them right so they don't, so that they don't want to leave. And the reason I say that is because you'll always have someone that will, um, you know, come under you, you help them get there to where they need to get to, but you always treat them right so that they don't want to leave you, although they're going to have to one day you know, to be able to go on on their own. But you always want to make sure that someone else has the necessary knowledge, skills, and abilities to be able to move forth in their, in their lives. Absolutely. I love that. I love how even your life quote is about helping those around you. You are so true to your morals and to who you are as a person, and it's incredibly admirable. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, Tanisha, it has been beyond a pleasure having you on the above average driven millennials podcast today you are an incredible human being and have accomplished so much and knowing that 
will be able to witness your journey is thrilling to us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you all. Absolutely. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us today because the conversation is always a pleasure for us. Oh, thank you.